Yeah, welcome to the, the Stadium Life for the first game of the new season, technically. I don't know if you want to call it pre-season for any of the first game of the new season, but let's pretend it is for, you know, the purpose of the ceremony. Man-to-man marking, isn't it, Paulie? So it, we might as well get started with the, the main issue of the day, Stuart. Um, obviously, the, um, the comments this morning in the Echo, I don't know if you've read the, the exclusive in the Echo, Mark Campbell kind of responding to the, the fact he was linked with taking Sunderland over in the summer. Um, do you want to respond to them? Have you got anything to say on that? Have you read it? Um, I saw last night there were some things on. I haven't seen what was said today, so I, I don't know what was said. Um, well, I would say the main thing that probably I would have picked out of it was he seemed to be suggesting that you wanted to sell full control and he had to convince you to stay in the event he bought the club. Right. Um, well, that's not true. Um, <laughs> the the reality of the situation is there's, I mean, the, Mark Campbell's probably the most high-profile person that's been connected with the club. Um, but we've had four or five, I think, decent approaches, and we've kept our own counsel as to, if you like, the, 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 the people involved in those and, and what we're looking for and what we're trying to do. Um, but with all of them, I've expressed a wish to stay here for minimum of five years, but hopefully ten. Um, and I expressed that wish to Mark Campbell. Now, some people don't want that. Um, some people do. We can see. But um, the, the biggest single thing about getting investment for the football club or um, if somebody really wants to take it on is, is it the right thing for the football club? Now, I've been pretty open to say that to get us to the Premier League, um, we may need some investment. Therefore, I need somebody who's probably got more money than I have to invest. Um, uh, Mark Campbell's not that guy. Um, you know, we, we had conversations for, for quite some time, but um, I don't think Mark Campbell will probably ever be involved in Sunderland Football Club because you know, we, we need to keep the football club on and, and to do that, you know, I, I can I can keep us at this level and I've got ideas of how we can do things, but, you know, the idea is to get some investment that can move us forward and unless we can see that someone's got investment, then we can't entertain the conversation. So it didn't really get very far because um, uh, I, I didn't feel that um, when push came to shove, we'd actually be financially any better off than we are today. Thanks for clarifying all of that for us. I think people, I think most people in the room will have seen that article, so we had to we had to address it basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that the, the reality of it is, on the investment front, we have got one or two people that we're very, very close to that I think could be absolutely wonderfully exciting options. And I think the reality of it is, within the next couple of months, we probably will do something. But if we do that, that's about us being able to be confident that the people can kick us on in the right manner without leveraging the club for loads of debt, without putting the stadium in hock, without doing anything to jeopardise the future of the football club, that they will come in and genuinely invest so that if we get into the championship, we can compete at the top end of the championship. That's what this is all about. So we've, we're doing it early. We've organised the football club so we're debt-free, so that we're ready for investment, so that we're not losing a lot of money. Uh, and we're attracting some very, very interesting people that have said, yes, we'd like to be involved. But if you want to be involved, you've got to explain to us what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, the reasons that you're doing it, 
all the people that are involved in it and what your long-term plan is. Unless anybody can sell us that vision, then we'll carry on as we are because we don't need somebody at the moment to come in and put 50 million pounds into Sunderland. You know, I think th this month it needs, uh, the, in, in August, probably three or four million pounds. So, you know, I can do that, that's fine. Um, that, that, that's no issue. Um, and we can, we can kick ourselves on for the next couple of years. But for the next five or 10 years, to really go for it, we have got to get the right type of individual for the right reason. And um, we are having lots of approaches. There are some people that are very close, I think, for me mentally, to say they are absolutely what Sunderland needs. And I'm saying to them, can I stay involved? Will you let me spend your money? Um, do you like what we're doing? And they're the conversations that we're having. Um, and I think we're in a fantastic shape. But what we won't do in the short term is, you know, there's lots of chats about Mark Campbell or whoever. I never said that he was close to buying the club. I didn't say that he was buying 100%. I didn't say he was buying 60%. Um, all of his supposed deal has come out in the paper. I haven't commented on it. What I can tell you is, um, would we have any more money to spend in the championship under that proposed deal? I would have said no. So he didn't go anywhere. Um, and it hasn't gone anywhere long time before he's announced his interest in Falkirk. Um, you know, I knew, I knew weeks ago that it wasn't going anywhere, but I haven't made comment on it because um, I didn't make comment on it on the first place. I, will, I have said before, I'll look after the football club and I'll find the right investor. That's what I'm doing. So there'll be loads of people that want to invest, some people who may have money, some people who, who, who may be borrowing money, this and the other. We don't want, you know, what you want me to do is you want me to filter all those people and get the right person. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, thanks. So I think Gareth's got a, yeah, I mean, a follow-on from that. So, I mean, obviously, the, it's always been the discussion, like, publicly in between supporters, investment. Is it going to be investment or a takeover? At this stage, I mean, if the right person came in, this stage, I know you're saying, you know, you want to be involved, but if the right person came in and it didn't even mean that you were involved yourself, would you entertain that? Yes, I'd be gutted. Um... But yes, if it's the right thing for Sunderland Football Club. Um, so that, that is a possibility. My preference is to find, in that sense, somebody like Ellis, or a little bit richer, that turns around and says, we really want to really push Sunderland, we believe in what you're doing, we'll give you some money, we like the way you spend it, we know no one's going to take the, the piss out of us with stupid transfer fees, or you're not going to waste my money here and there, we like how you do it, we don't want to do it, can you do it for us and can you continue to you know continue on the journey that we've begun and make sure that everyone feels involved that's what we want are there people out there like that yes would I like to retain a bigger shareholding as possible absolutely I would like to retain 51% but you have to be realistic if somebody might put in a decent sum of money it might they might want it to be their train set um, all the people I've talked to have said they'd like me to stay and would like me to run it, so that's quite good for me, because I enjoy it. Um, but it, it's just got to be right for Sunderland. We, we don't have to do it now, but we don't want to have to do it in two years' time, and then we go, right, let's have a look. When, I, when it's a panic and when I'm thinking, God, I've, I've put all the money in, I can. At the moment, I've got cash I can put in, we can pay down um, you know, this, this, this money I'm supposed to have taken so that you know, another, it's all getting paid down. I can pay that down. 
um, as we need it, that's what we'll do, we'll do it all under control and then we find somebody in this period that really can do what I can't do um, and give us the comfort that we've got 50, 60 million pound in the bank, whatever it needs to be, so we can have a real go at the Premier League. And that's what I'm doing and I'm doing it early and I've just said I'm doing it. Now, I'll find the right person, I'm confident of that because we've had 15, 20 people, I've, I've had people offer me a fortune for the football club and I haven't taken it. All these people that say I'm in for a quick buck. My ideal scenario, if I'm honest, with regards to my own financial position is I, I, I let Eastley go to come here. I'd invested almost, well I, I say it's 12 million but it was probably about 15 because I probably don't want the family to know exactly how much I spent on it. But it was, it was about 15 million pounds and if ultimately I can do really well here and get about 15 million pounds back then I've got a neutral football deal because I'm 15 million pounds down before I walk in the door that people just don't think because I sold the club like that for a pound. So I'm, I'm down. So if I ended up about that and I've done a good job for Sunderland I think that's fair enough. I've had offers where I can make 40, 50 million pounds flipping this club. Because um, I have only, I've run it quite well, and it hasn't cost me as much as what I thought it would, but I don't want to sell it. So I've turned all those people down in the preference of, of finding the right deal for the club. So let's see when I do the deal, you can then judge whether or not actually what I'm saying is true. But when you see the, the types of people we're talking to, and the type of deal we'll do, you'll probably see that I've committed to stay for an awful long time, that I've committed some of the money that I've received if I receive some, and that I've found you somebody good to take the club on to the next level. <coughs> so judge it then. In the meantime, judge it if I'm skimping on the team, if I'm not investing in it. Well, I've invested as much as anybody in, in, in a League One football club, so we're okay. So I don't, you know, Mark Campbell, whoever, it doesn't matter. We're fine. I'll find us the right person when, when we need it. I was going to say that probably leads on to another question related to the number of signings A that we've made so far, which is five, two in the last week. Um, and I think the aim was six to eight you wanted this summer. Obviously, players have gone at the same time, Lee Catamull most notably. Yeah. Um, I suppose just wondering, do you still think we need six to eight, i.e. another three maybe? And also sort of whether the investment would have made that more or less kind of a pressing issue. The investment makes no difference. We've got plenty of money to invest in the team. The thing with it is we don't want to waste money. We could have signed George Dobson um, three weeks ago for double what we paid for him. So, you know, let's, let's, let's spend our money wisely at the right time. We, we can buy the players that we need to buy if we think it's correct. That, that's, that's the issue. If, if I put 50 million pounds in the football club tomorrow, all I'm gonna do is, is, is do what's happened before. We don't need to do that. We need a sustainable, sensible model that attracts the right type of people because they say, this is a well-run football club. Um, and some of the people we're talking to, they've looked at half a dozen football clubs, and I'm sure if we do something, the first thing they'll say is what they've said to me, that we are probably the best run football club of any of the football clubs that are searching for investment by an absolute mile. No debt, um, no issues, no hangovers, um, uh, fantastic facilities, superb fan base, massive potential, great history, um, and we don't cost loads of money to run. What, what a wonderful position that we're in. 
um, from, from where we were. Now, on the pitch, we haven't quite delivered what we wanted to deliver last year, but ultimately, we'll get there. So, we're in a cracking position, so what I've got to do is, is maximise the position we put ourselves in, so that we get the best result. Um, and if we need three or four more players, that, that is, is Jack. It's down to Jack. You know, we, we've, I've trusted Jack. I've backed my man. I've said he's the man. If he wants two or three more players, he'll have two or three more players. We're trying to balance it that, you know, if we get a couple in, we get a couple out and this, that and the other. But sometimes you have to turn around and say, like we have at the moment, well, we want a couple more and, you know, we'll have a slightly bigger squad. But, you know, one of the things that's going to happen is the championship uh, window for transfers is going to shut. And then these players that are banking on championships clubs might not have them. So what's going to happen to those players? Where are they going to want to go when they can't get in the championship? Probably here. So, so. Yeah, so there might be one or two players that come on the sheet and you think, oh, oh uh, wouldn't mind him. And we'll be in a position to do it, whether we've let anyone go or not. We're, we're, we are, I've said it before, we are in cracking financial shape. Well, on the pitch side of stuff, and bring Bolly in here because uh, obviously you'll be itching to get involved, Bolly. Not really, no. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so mentally recovering from last season. You know we had two finals. Um, you know missing out on automatic promotion. Obviously, the, I know the manager said that. You know if we don't go, it'll be a failure. But in his eyes, for himself, from a personal perspective, from a chairman's perspective, you're in Wembley. You know, Charlton have score the last minute of the game, he's sitting there, you know, how do you recover from that and come into this season and obviously for Bawley as well, you're in the same position losing on penalties to Charlton 20 odd years ago, you know, how, you don't, <laughs> I'm not going to say what you just said, um, you know, how did you mentally recover from that but you know, Stuart go first and you would come in on the back of it? Um, I felt sorry for myself for two or three days, beat, beat myself up, thought I deserve to be more successful and the Sunderland fans do than, than you know when you see how the owner behaves at their club you think well you know that, that's a bit unfair and then you think to yourself well it's not unfair is it it's just the way that it is dust yourself down I watched them celebrate for the entire period I saw a couple of fans that lady there I watched her cry for the entire celebration which was heartbreaking and I thought to myself I'll watch it so it makes me feel awful so it makes me more determined not to experience it again. But I am chairman of Sunderland Football Club in the worst ever league finish this club's ever had. So uh, I'm not proud. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not impressed. I'm. I'm. I'm gutted and embarrassed. But what can I do? Uh, three or four days later, you turn around and go, "Well, I can feel sorry for myself all summer, or I can roll my sleeves up and, you know, get my arse in gear and try and improve things." So that, that's, that's what we're trying to do. I've got a confession to make then. I was captain of Sunderland Football Club and I turned to drink straight after the game. It was great. <laughs> got pissed as a fart and then just moved on, to be honest with you. Um, I think like the chairman says, I think it's how you actually say to yourself, what are you going to learn from what's happened and what are you going to do when you move on? And I think what we done at the time was this collective way of thinking, we'll make sure we get promoted and we, you know what Niall said at the time we'll remain unbeaten which I did pull a face at him when he said it but it was just all of a sudden something clicked with us all and we just said right we'll make sure we win the league next year what we want from within the squad now and, and as the squad evolves 
over the course of pre-season, you need that mentality back there again. You need people within the squad to say, we need to be strong, we need to be more resilient, and, and we need obviously to win more games as well. But I think the biggest thing is there's nothing you can do about the past, but you can do something about the future, and I think that's the position our players are in now, and they've got the biggest chance ever of making sure they win promotion. And for me personally, I think promotion has got to be a defo this year. Well, that, I guess that leads into something you said on the Roller Report podcast at the end of the season about 100 points. I mean, again, all of you can come in on this. Does that put pressure on Jack Ross? Is that still what you expect? Um, there's massive pressure on everybody within the football club. No, it's a huge football club. Um, last year, in some ways, forces a little bit of a free hit because it was a bit of a mess and you can point to that and say... You know, this, that or the other. Everybody expects us to go up. And, and, and everybody should expect us to go up. And, um, you know, not going up. Um, I didn't necessarily expect that we go up. But I expected us to finish top six and, and get very close. And we did get very close. What do I expect this year? I expect to go up. And all you can do is look at yourself in the mirror and say, have I done the best for the club? Have I given us the best chance? Uh, for the structure around us to deliver and when you look at yourself in the mirror and go yeah go on then I've done my bit then you're expecting everybody else to go and do their bit and if everyone else does their bit we'll go up and um, should we expect to go up as a fan base Absol absolutely we should expect to go up of course we should um, you know we're, we're, there is on no metric that you can measure us should we really not expect to, to finish in the in the top two and yes everyone's going to come here and want to win and you know the ref might give us some issues or you know the fans might get a bit apprehensive if we're 2-0 down with 20 minutes to go well deal with it we've got to deal with it haven't we we've got to, we've got to make sure that we recruit the right characters and if we recruited the wrong characters we'll fail um, and if we fail ultimately that's my fault because it will fall down the line and I'm the person at the top do I expect us to go up yes should we all expect to go up? Absolutely. That's why we're going to sell 24,000 season tickets before the, the season gets going. Because everybody expects us to have a good year. And they bloody well should. Yeah. No, be it's like Mr Motivator without the leotard, isn't he? Um, I think whenever you're fortunate enough to play for this football club, whenever you go out there and cross that white line, Whenever you have the expectations of the fans on your shoulders, for me, any player that crumbles with that shouldn't be here. And what we need to do this year, and when Stuart said there about the character of the player, I think that's vital. I don't care what anybody says, it's a different animal when you go out and play in a stadium of light. And, and if you haven't got that strength of character, strength of, as a player, for some players it's too much for them. We need to make sure that they do set the bar high this year but set the bar where it is achievable. And is 100 points achievable? Absolutely. And if we want to go up, that's what they've got to aim for, that, and to make sure we go up. Well, we're going to open it up the floor now, I think it's probably, you know, I think we've probably asked enough questions and I'm sure you guys have got, you know, plenty to ask yourselves. So, Craig there's got a wireless mic. So, between Chris and I, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll come around. So Craig and Chris are going to be milling around. Just put your hand up if you've got a question. And they'll try and get over to you. Um, and, and off you go. Has anyone got a question? There you go, straight away in the middle. Hi, uh, Simon. 
So you've hit the nail on the head to me with um, the resilience of the players, how they need to stand up. It's a difficult place to play. With the biggest club in this division, have you recruited the players necessary? Those, all those free transfers? Because I'm sure most people here haven't seen them play. I haven't seen them play apart from Mark Montgomery. Are they going to be good enough, the additional players that we need to get up promoted? Well, um, we're not going to know that, are we, um, for a few months. But if you, if you employ your head of recruitment and your manager, then you entrust them to sign the players that they want. Now, if they give you a list of um, 20 players and you sign the players that are 20th, 19th and 18th on their target list, then um, I think you sit there for yourself and turn around and go, well, did I get them the, the real players that they wanted? Um, and the answer to that is probably no. If you give them the people that they want, um, which is, I believe, what we've done, and said, if you want a couple more, you can have them, just tell us who you want, and we'll go and try and get them, um, then you would trust them uh, to get you the right players. So I sincerely hope they are the right players because we, even at this level, whether they're transfer fees or not, and, and you know, spend a little bit this, when, when you don't have a transfer fee, sometimes the player costs more because he knows he hasn't a transfer fee, so he's not as cheap as you might think he has. Uh, and we have signed those players, some of them, ahead of them moving to quite decent championship clubs because we've really sort of gone for them. So I sincerely hope, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan like you in that sense. But if if you're looking at players and you go, well, do we want to do one? They go, well, Hull's after him and Charlton's after him and so and so's after him. And you go, we've got him. You think, well, if four or five championship clubs want him, he hopefully he's all right. And that's from a layman's perspective. What they've done is scout him and and do all of that. So they're coming at from their angle, from a from an owner's angle. You know, they send me scam reports. I mean, I'm, I'm bored senseless after reading them for about 10 seconds. I don't, I don't really, I'm not interested in that. I can tell if a player's tired when I watch him run around. That's how I view my football. Um, so the players that we've signed, our footballing structure is very happy with those players. So if we had a team that finished on ballpark 80 points and we've signed half a dozen players, we signed six to eight players ultimately that we think improve our team, then I'd expect us to get more than 80 points and have a much stronger squad. And I like the type of players that were signing. You know, Dobson at 21 and played a lot of games and X, Y, and Z. So I'm hoping, you know, there's there's some potential in him and, and and things like that. So yeah, but do I know? I know I know about as much as everybody else. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to trust that the people I've put in place know what they're doing. Just to ask you, do you prefer if, you know, like what the chairman said there about players in this league or this sort of area of the league, a lot of them will let their contracts run out exactly do what he said so that ultimately they get better wages when they go to clubs and that. So don't be fooled by the fact if they are a free transfer and we're all thinking, oh, are they any good? Sometimes, as we're very aware, buying a player for an inflated transfer fee can also bite you on the backside as well. It's all about the player and if that player suits the way you play and the character of your club. Now, whether he costs 500 grand or nothing, or five million, if it suits, so be it. I wouldn't worry whatsoever about transfer fees or nothing like that. It's more making sure he's the right player. Are we done? What was that? <laughs> yeah. no, crack on, lads. Anyone else? Yes. Over here on the left-hand side in the check shirt. <laughs> Who are you going to ask? Better be a good one. 
was just asking, have you, uh, since it's the start of the season next uh, Saturday, is it just out of interest? Do you have any more players that's in the pipeline up to now? Uh, it's just, it's just a matter of uh, curiosity. Cheers. Um, I wouldn't think we're finished with our signings. I would, I would imagine there may, there may be one or two more. As I said, you know, the, the championship window is going to shut soon, um, and sometimes keeping your powder dry might be sensible, so that when these players who think they're going to get a championship club don't, um, all of a sudden we become a very, very attractive proposition, and we might just get, um, you know, one or two players that uh, might just be a little bit better than the standard um, because they've. You know they've gambled themselves on their future, and and for one reason or another they haven't quite got there. You, you'll, you know, we've got a long time to sign players after this championship window shuts. So I don't think we've seen our last signing. Uh, also, to back that, sometimes I, I think we've got to be careful. We don't get an overinflated squad as well. And if we have players that can't leave, don't leave, then we end up with a massive squad that in itself can cause issues. I also think this is a massive opportunity for some of our young players. If you talk about a new player coming in. I went to watch Elliot Embleton a lot last year and I liked what I see. Now, what he's got to do is prove to the manager this year he can be worthy of a place in his starting eleven. Now that in itself then will be another new player. And I think we have got some really good young players who have got to really stake their claim this year. You get that blend right as well and that hunger. You've got a good balance in your squad as well. Right, next question. Hi Stuart. Hello there. Just you said you're actively looking for recruitment uh, sorry for investment in the club. I was just wondering what's the state with Juan Satori, is he still involved, is he still up in the jump yeah, board at some point? Yeah, I mean, now, now, um, <laughs> now he did, he, well, I mean, he was quite successful from where he, he began, but now he's not going to be the president of Uruguay, he's, um, he's, he, he's back and quite vocal, so, yeah, um, but through the process on the investment, if I'm honest, I think we have already met people who... Um, whether through Juan or anybody else who I think can deliver for us exactly what we we're all going to want to have delivered over the next five to ten years so I think we're now at the stage where we're just talking about how we exactly structure that so I think um, I think over the next few weeks um, you know we'll see a slightly different structure to Sunderland but one hopefully where we all stay and um, we can see some some quite exciting developments that, that probably will involve Juan. So I've got the team here if anyone's interested. Get on then. Uh, I've got John McLaughlin in goal, uh, Conor McLaughlin, uh, Denver Hume, uh, Jordan Willis, uh, Tom Flanagan, Dylan McGeoch, Elliot Embleton, Lyndon Gooch, Benji Kimbioka, and Will Grigg. Uh, on the bench we've got Burge, Ozturk, Nine, Baldwin, Power, McNulty, and Dobson. Um, so that could be. A back three, I guess, with uh, uh, Hume and Gooch's wing backs, or it could be a back four with McLaughlin one side and Hume the other. So I guess we'll find out in about an hour. But anyway, who had the question? Sorry. Sorry, uh, just a quick one for someone who's uh, still mentally scarred when we came down to this league for the second time in his lifetime. Are we saying that um, any bids for John McLaughlin in goal will be definitely knocked back after our goalkeeper fiasco? The reason we're in this league in the first place. Um, uh, uh, unless somebody offers us about ten million pounds, which um, a, a, sorry, ten million. Oh. I'm not sure. Not ten back. Um, the, 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 
the, the, the, the scenario, um, basically, obviously, John's got a year left. Um, he'd love to extend. He's very happy here. Um, and, and we spoke to his agent. You know, we've begun that process, and his agent said, you know, there is interest in him. Um, and, um, you, you know, you could probably get one or two million pounds for him. And I said, would you get five million for him? And he said, no, no chance. And I said, well, that's his price then. Um, and... Um, <laughs> And so, will John McLaughlin be here all season? Yeah. We, we won't sell John McLaughlin. Won't. Hi, sir. Hands up. Anyone? Oh. Hi, Stuart. How are we going? I'm all right. Kevin? Hello. Um, last year, we've seen, seen the team play an awful lot of games. Obviously, the EFL Cup was massive. You know what I mean? The amount of games we actually went through. What's the priority this year? Are we going to be looking at the EFL again, or are we just going to use that as... Um, development for our squad and so on. I th if I'm honest, I think we'll, we'll want to do as well in it, but I, I, I would be surprised, um, bear in mind there's even more pressure on us this year to, to do well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jack slides, you know, rests one or two players for it, if I'm honest. I think the, uh, the that cup has certain criteria. You have to play certain players, but what was it, over 60? How many games did we play last year? 61 or 62 games, a massive amount for the squad as well. So I think me personally, if it, I'd go priority with the league all the time. Any further questions, hands up? Do you want to come? <laughs> you can just take this one if you want. <laughs> Are there any players close to leaving the club at the minute? Uh, yes. <laughs> Can I expand? Sorry? Can I Go into more detail? No. <laughs> Wasn't worth reaching over for that, I don't think. <laughs> Anybody else got a question? Come on, somebody must have a question. Just pretend you're, uh, on, can, just pretend you're on Twitter and I, I, then... Ask one about, about Lee Catamall, I suppose. What sort of the structure of that, with him leaving, how is that? Been structured in terms of his contract being paid up and what that means in the immediate <laughs> term. Nosy bloke, isn't he? Hey? I can't, I can't discuss ask. that. It's um, uh, it, it's there's a, there's a confidentiality clause within it. So if I could talk to you about it, I would. Um, you know, and um, the, the, you know, the, the, the bottom line is, I think the viewers having had a chat all round the table, it was just the right time, and we needed to do the right thing by Lee, and Lee wanted to do the right thing by us. So we've just got a mutual agreement and, you know, will it cost us a bit of money? Well, it will cost us what it will cost us, but it's not going to affect us. I'll ask you a question. Do you think it'd be a massive miss? Well, I think he's one of my favourite players. Well, I don't know what you think of him, Kevin. But, uh, yeah, I do, yeah. I think he will be a miss, but again, like everybody, when they move on, it's something that we have to, to deal with. But I think everybody would show the utmost respect. I think it'd be nice if we brought him back sometime to sort of show that respect to him, because I think as a servant to the club, I think he's, he's been outstanding and that. Um, and I do think we're generally missing, we miss that presence of Lee Catamol. We hear that shout of Catamol, Catamol, we won't hear that anymore admittedly, but I do think generally we should bring him back and, and do something by him just to sort of show our respect to him as well. Okay. Any more? <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? Anyone? Come on. Surely. Someone's got a question. So that's, oh, there we go, over there, Craig, in the back, selling the black T-shirt. Hi, Stuart. Hello when there. you first came to the club, 
Um, obviously, you focused on the removal of debt in terms of the financial stability of the club. There's now been quite a bit of focus on the wages and the turnover of the club. So, how much does the wage bill have to go down by to, for you to be happy with the financial stability of the club? It uh, doesn't, doesn't have to go down at all. Um, we budgeted for this season. Um, we're about online with what we financially expect this season. Next season, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tackle it depending on, you know, where we are. Um, we're, we're, we're fine. You know, the, the challenge for us is, and I'm not sure how much has been made of it, and it's good news for Sunderland, um, but there's not been an awful lot of activity in the Championship because there's an awful lot of um, conversation, and rightly so when you look at the condition of Berry and Bolton, about financial fair play and people trying to scoot around it and this, that and the other. And there are more than half the clubs in the league above in a very interesting position whereby they're going to have to bring their wage bills down drastically. Um, so this is good for us because if we get this right and we maximise the potential of Sunderland and get everybody enthused about it and buying shirts and everything else, our turnover naturally is going to be the biggest in the league along with Leeds. So we've got a huge natural advantage. So um, everything is shaping up for us to really be able to compete. I'm not worried about our financial situation at all. We've got a wonderfully huge football club. The operational costs are under control. It is a huge football club cost-base-wise to run outside of the team, but there's all of you guys paying for that as well. So that helps us. So we, we, can, we can have a competitive budget um, in whatever league we're in. So we're, we're, we're in good shape. Do you think the penalties for sort of people who are sort of flaunting the rules when it comes to financial fair play are immediate and fair enough? Because you know there could be teams out there who will hedge the bets, try and like push it at the start, and then if they get up, nah, you know I, I, no, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's right at all. Um, you know, and you've got clubs who are trying to take their grounds out of the ownership so that they can inject some funds in, and this, that, and the other. I, I mean. The football clubs are everybody. You talk to people at Bury and Bolton. Now, Sunderland might be different because there's thousands and thousands more, but there are people at Bury and Bolton that care just as much about their football clubs as people here. And, and having somebody abuse it and then you lose it just isn't on. And the league have sort of turned around and said, well, you can't even just invest money now as shareholdings because what happens when you get fed up and you leave? So I think it's perfectly the right thing to do. It's, it's good news for us, and I think it should be... Um, you should, you should live within your means. Now, I am going to say that as being involved in Sunderland because it gives us a natural advantage. Um, but, but, but I think it's wrong. But I think football is changing from that perspective, from the EFL down. They're just not having it anymore. And this is where you know, there's a lot of talk about exactly how much was paid and the debts have got to be paid back. The football club is in a position whereby, because we've done so well, we can keep feeding this money back in the club. So when we get in the championship and we're only allowed to spend... 60% of our wage or whatever it is we will probably have 15 to 20 million pounds that I could put back in um, you know if we go down the route and no one else is invested it doesn't count so we got a free hit so we're in a, we're in an even better position not only have we got that we got something that no other club has got um, so I guess I guess the difficulty on that front though 10 to 15 million pounds now in the championship probably buys you one half decent player uh, so but I guess it has to come back the other way now doesn't it's it it's changing you, you, you have a look now at the, what the bottom half of the championship are going to have as a wage bill next year. Team, teams are slashing 7, 10, 15 million pounds off their budgets because the, 
one, I think that they, they just can't afford it, but two, they're just not allowed. I mean, there are loads of clubs that haven't signed players. You have a look at the Championship and you see how many teams are not really signing players. You know, beyond, beyond the scenes, there's, there's an awful lot of clubs that are having another big rethink and their wage bills are just going to go whack. And as they go down, and hopefully if we gain momentum, we'll, we'll, we'll be, um, we, we could be in the top half budget-wise without spending a penny. Because, you know, some of the bigger teams now, there's loads of teams down the bottom that just haven't got any money. Anyone else? Question? Gentlemen, oh, wait a minute. one over here and then we'll come to yourself. Hiya, in the light of last season's events, Portsmouth and Coventry, fans coming up here, are we any further forward in guaranteeing the safety of our fans in that stand? Um, we've restricted their allocations um, on, on advice, and I'm looking at, I don't know if it's doable, but somebody mentioned it to me, it sounded like a good idea, um, where we, 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 we put, and I think they do it in European countries, where we put a netting across. Um, you know, which is a shame for 20 of the 23 teams that don't abuse the, the privilege of coming. But by the same token, I mean, I, I saw the, the Portsmouth one was a one-off incident and it's wrong. But the Coventry one, all the lads were in the front section throwing stuff down. And you saw the Sunderland fans down below. And, and, you know, we pay a lot of money to keep ourselves safe. I know, and it's, you know, we're responsible to keep you safe. But... The response there wasn't to the standard that you would expect, and it's one thing to say the response isn't isn't quite right, but the other thing is it shouldn't happen in the first place. So we we don't want to stop anybody enjoying coming as an away fan, but I think if we're allowed to put netting around, and it doesn't sort of affect the vision, then I, I would put netting across that tier. I don't think it's that expensive, so that's that's the thing we're looking at at the moment. Hi, Stuart. Just a quick one. Um, yes. Why did you delete the Twitter account? Um, because uh, I thought to myself, there's a month or two before pre-season and two things were happening. One, I was getting an awful lot of requests about player signers and I thought to myself, we're going to be patient here so I can't, you know, I'm just going on holiday for 10 days. I'm just going to delete it for a month and keep it quiet. And then I got some, also got some personal stuff sent on private message um, that, that was... You know, I, I get everybody's not happy with going up, and I get people might not like, you know, the way the clubs run in certain ways. But um, I had some stuff on there that was that I don't think, you know, my, my family was important to me, is important to me, and and, and you know, I think um, when you leave your laptop on and your daughter comes in and someone says they're you know coming to your house and going to burn your house down and attack your kids and that, you, you just you don't you don't need that so. You know, I just thought I'd take a, a break for a month because I could feel the, the pressure heightening. And I think probably every year what I'll do is I'll take a break at the end of the season to pre-season. And I took the view that this is our first pre-season game, so I'll just come back on. Because the thing I miss about it, I'm not really, you know, people can say whatever they want. But what I can do is when fans break down or uh, when somebody wants a shirt or like, um, this week I bought some goals for a local team that, you know, they, they haven't got any goals so they've got like 300 kids and they can't, you know, the girls can't play so I've, I bought them some, some goals and that. Um, and I can't do that because their way to reach me is to say, you know, can you help? So I've missed that for a month um, and I thought, you know, I, I just, I like that side of things where I could sort of, you know, try and make a difference for, for people. And I won't let 
the negativity sort of affect that, but by the same token, when I can't do anything about it in the summer, I, I didn't want to subject myself or my family to it really, so that's why I did it. Anyone else? Is there anything new happening with the stadium naming rights? Uh, I don't know who asked me that. Uh, no, because um, if we sell it, it needs to be at a premium rate. And um, in honesty, at the moment, we can't attract a premium rate, so I'm not entertaining it at the moment. Anyone else? Uh, so it's no lie that the club has had a rocky relationship in terms of management. And I was just wondering if the management was to fall through in any way. Is there anyone else you have in mind to take over from that job? <laughs> <laughs> Who set you up for that oh. one? <laughs> oh. Is that a kick-off? Um, uh, Mourinho's a bit. Oh, what do Mourinho. I say to that? Look, I've, 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 I've been very vocal that I've backed my manager. I know there's a few grumblings about lots of draws, this and there. I'm as keen as anybody for us to do well. And, you know, I need to, I need to focus on Jack getting it right and I'm you know, confident that he's going to do that and that's where the energy goes. If things change, Sunderland Football Club will attract any any calibre of candidate here and we won't have a shortage of people to run through. And um, like players and everything else, you, you always know what's going on in the football world, but, you know, Jack's our man, we're backing him and, um, you know, we trust him and we've just got to all stick together and get behind him. And we need another 15 points. We've, we've got to turn six games from draws to wins and um, he can do that for us if we're on it. Is there any more? Hiya, um, just wondering about giving something back to the fans. I've seen some clubs where they, um, for season tickets, say for example, it, season tickets £400, they might give £10 or £20 back to the fan to spend in the club shop. And so if you spend that money, that 10 or 20 pound, the fans are probably going to spend double that anyway. So I, I just think that's a good idea to give something back to the fans and also get something for the club uh, also. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Yeah. 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 Hi, Stuart. Um, Hello there. It's, it's not a secret I like a bet, right? So. Two, two questions really. I think everybody in the room would probably agree looking back at last season that the probably the best teams went up, right? Um, I think if you look at the teams that's come down this season, Rotherham, Bolton, struggling, the three teams that's come up this season, you know, there's no looting amongst them. I've never had a holiday this year. Sunderland 7-2, 4-1 to win this league. I think that's an absolute steal. Two questions. Should I book a holiday now? <laughs> and second question is, is Charlie in the colliery? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> and anybody wants to bet, go and see Tom. All right, so I'll give you good odds. So one more and then we'll finish up if anyone's got one more. Well, I'll ask you a lot of questions. Do you feel confident this year? <laughs> and that's how we have to be. And every year we have to be the same because sometimes it doesn't always go how we want. But I love the optimism at the start of every season when we always think we can. And this year we've got to be no different. And I think this year we can, but the difference is I also think we will. 
All right, so let's hope we're back at the end of the season with promotion. Have a great evening, everybody, all right? Cheers, guys.